Hello, 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 listeners. We are back with Hyperfocus, the Spectrum 2022 podcast series. We are your hosts, Lauren and Jana here. We are so glad to be back for the second episode of the series, and we hope our listeners are doing very, very well. But no worries if you're not, though, because we're sure today's episode is going to brighten your day. Right, Lauren? Nakaka-pressure naman yung claim na yan, Jana. Bakit? Di ka ba confident na nakakatawa yung podcast natin? Of course! Confident ako! Confidently beautiful with the heart. Wow! Kinotipia words back. <laughs> Joke lang. Fine, instead of being braggy, let's actually talk about our topic for today, which highlights the values of charity and Christ-centeredness. It has been a tough year for us all, and it has been inspiring to see so many people share their warmth and blessings to others who need it most during this trying time. I 100% agree. Despite how the people around us are facing their own struggles, they still go out of their way to help. Their actions have certainly given us hope amidst uncertainty. And it's so admirable to see their strength and determination to volunteer and to reach out to other Filipinos, which takes a lot of time and effort on their part. And about that, during the pandemic, I think the term volunteer burnout spouts out a lot because of how much aid the private sector and citizens have been giving in response to the pandemic. Of course, As we said earlier, it's great to see this kind of spirit among Filipinos. But for how long does this have to go on when the pandemic has lasted for quite some time now? And that's where another concern enters, mental health. It can get so overwhelming when you're just at home and reading news reports of cases rising and rising, with more people going into hospitals, with our own relatives getting sick. And... As students, it's really easy for us and it's really inevitable to feel like our efforts as students, as people who want to make a difference from the comfort of our own homes, aren't paying off. You know, it's really because of the pandemic that our own personal and academic lives have been clashing. I'm sure a lot of people, um, they feel as if their home lives, their family time is already merged with class time. And it's really hard to get out of that rut of feeling like, oh, I don't have the energy to do anything anymore. It's become a coping mechanism. We joke about it a lot. I mean, like on, on my end, I really joke about it a lot um, because it's it happens so often for me already. And just in general, it's been so hard to actually process all of our emotions. There's so much that we have to think about and so much that we have to prioritize to the point where it all feels worthless. As sad is it to say? I think hindi lang. Hindi lang ako yung nakaka-relate sa'yo. I think a lot of our listeners can relate to you as well. Pero I think to be more specific, it's not actually for us, it's not just the burnout, but also the frustration of not being to help as much as we can. Kasi like what you've said, we're also going through a lot And we're also well aware of what is going on outside. And knowing St. Paul, it, this, this institution has instilled in us the value of serving others. And nung face-to-face setup, ang dami natin ginagawa, di ba? Outreach, meron tayong pupuntahan ng community or schools. Pagdating sa fair, yung mga proceeds 
di ba tama? May mga proceeds sa fair tapos mapupunta yun sa mga chosen um, beneficiaries. Pero ngayon, nakikit, meron pa naman yung mga activities na ganun. Pero it's not tactile eh. So nafrustrate tayo that are we doing enough? Kahit alam natin yung may ginagawa tayo, kahit our student body is doing the best they can to connect us with a lot of beneficiaries, kahit yung mga center for sports, visual arts, com arts, is trying to connect us with a lot of communities to be of service. It's really frustrating to feel that we're so limited. So with that yung frustration, we're just wasting our energy na ang, na ang nangyayari, nababurn out tayo. And it's just our our natural habit of looking out for others. And, you know, aside from looking out for others, it's important that we ourselves look out for our own well-being while handling all the responsibilities and goals that we have. Different organizations have been very active in helping however they can. We have seen donation drives and fundraisers. We have also seen them promote their advocacies by providing information on significant issues in our country, which have helped spread awareness. I'm interested in hearing how they have overcome their obstacles in carrying out their projects, what has kept them going, and how they've taken care of themselves in the process. Taking care of oneself to take care of others. Wow, what a smooth tagline, huh? Anyways, I hope our listeners have guessed it already. We have invited a representative from one of these outstanding and passionate organizations, the Initiative PH. With that, let us all welcome Rafael Canalita, the organization's vice chairperson. So, let's hear more from him. Hello, good day everyone. I'm Rafa Canalita from the Initiative PH. I'm currently a third-year BS Psychology student in the Ateneo de Manila University, and I'm an advocate for youth volunteerism, children's rights, and community development. I'm currently the vice chairperson of the Initiative PH, a nonprofit youth organization that synergizes young people's development initiatives for communities experiencing poverty, exclusion, vulnerability, and insecurity. Now, regarding the question, no, how we carry out our advocacy, um, as I mentioned earlier, nga, our main advocacy talaga is to help be this bridge for young people to be able to carry out um, initiatives no, related to community development, especially for communities na who are experiencing talaga na, um, some sort of poverty or of vulnerability. Like, for example, we have projects related to um, marginalized communities or um, we have communities then related to, for example, um, who are very high risk, no? for example, to natural disasters. We have those types of communities now we focus on. Now, in terms of how we carry out it in Initiative PH, no? um, we are very project-focused when it comes to our approach to our projects, no, or to our party committees, no. We focus talaga on um our efforts when we do to each particular committee that we have, and we really give focus talaga na when we deal with party committees, we focus on their development, and as much as possible, we really want to coordinate with the people of the area, no. Really grassroots coordination talaga, as much as possible. And lastly, no, we really want to provide a wide variety of advocacies for 
members to choose from. No? Um, does it mean na when we say we are focusing sa mga communities natin, na we are only for, focusing on, for example, urban poor communities. No, we are very varied no, in terms of um, the communities that we focus on. Kasi we have, for example, nga, communities relating to um, agriculture, no? Or for example, children's rights, no? We have different types of communities. Thank you, Rafa, for giving us that brief introduction to you and the initiative EH. As mentioned, their organization focuses on reaching out and helping communities experiencing poverty, exclusion, vulnerability, and insecurity. I noticed they were one of the many organizations actively helping communities affected by COVID-19, and most recently, Typhoon Odette. Now that you've mentioned it, Lauren, wouldn't it be difficult to carry out all of these projects with the current setup? Actually, true. Taking into consideration consistency as well. I imagine there were bumps in figuring out the logistics and systems to smoothly execute them. Actually, let's hear it directly from Rafa. Can you tell us about a time where your team encountered a major obstacle in pursuing this advocacy or completing a particular initiative? Now, I really do think that it's quite obvious naman to everyone, but really reaching out to communities and working with them is not an easy task. Especially right now, we are in a pandemic. Most of our volunteer youth volunteer base cannot easily go to areas that directly correspond to our communities. I'd like to show an example lang for one community that we focused on when the pandemic started. It's for Project Pagsibol. Project Pagsibol actually started as a relief operations program for farmers in Nueva Vizcaya. No? Areas like Nueva Vizcaya, Nueva Vizcaya, no? somewhere along the north of Luzon. And Right now, it really involved into sustained partnership with the farmers there to directly deliver the goods to Manila. During the beginning of the project, we would say talaga that coordination was very, very challenging. I do remember na at the start of the pandemic, we were we were particularly confused because we didn't know who to contact. Like, are we going to contact LGUs? Uh, are we going to contact yung um point persons there like how do we how do we get in touch with the people there talaga that is our main question especially talaga na biggest challenge talaga is that we're trying to bridge the farmers talaga to to marketplaces here in Manila that's the biggest um you know challenge that we had and lockdown really hampered men and literally all of our major efforts to bring to bring relief to the area other than the fact na we wanted to help them deliver their goods, no? since they're farmers, deliver their goods to Manila. Uh, we also had a hard time bringing them relief no? since a lot of them at the start of the pandemic um, weren't able to sell their their crops and that meant na they weren't able to sustain themselves no? since they weren't able to sell their goods to Manila. That's the, one of the biggest problems. Now, Fortunately, right, uh, we were assisted by the Scarecrow PH, um, a really, really great organization based mismo sa areas na mentioned ko kanina, who helped buy the goods for us while we were the ones who boosted um, our donation channels. Now, I think that we were able to really encounter this major obstacle because 
Um, it took us a lot of time and coordination to really talk to our stakeholders regarding the, the situation. No? And it really gave us a lot of insight like, on how to work under the new conditions we are in. That's the biggest challenge, I guess, that how do we work in this situation na literally logistics is... Well, literally, walang logistics. That's the biggest challenge. Eh. Unsurprisingly, coordination was a challenge with the relief operations project like Project Paxibol, considering it's as well going to be focused in a provincial area. In addition to that, choosing the people to coordinate with, it was probably also important to consider if there could be smooth and regular communication with them, and the project could be effectively carried out with these people as partners. So it's really, really great that they found an organization to partner with. Yes, the initiative PH could place extra attention on marketing for donations, while their partner Scarecrow PH acquired the goods and helped with distribution. By listening to the behind-the-scenes parts of project management, we truly get to see the determination of these organization members to help. That's absolutely right, Lauren. And yet, being part of an organization and managing all of these projects can be very taxing and draining. Just imagine handling your tasks for school and also being the vice chairperson of an organization. That is immensely difficult. I know. I can imagine it being very draining. And this can cause many burnouts, like what we've said, especially when you first start out. When you start the pandemic, actually, parang in a span of few months, Sumali ako ng around tatlong organization. And sinasabi ko, ay, parang madali lang to kasi social media lang eh. Pero yung sinabi ko nga kanina, mababurn, na-burn out ako, not because ang raming workload na ina-expect ng organization, but because of the frustration na, am I doing enough para pangatawanan ko yung advocacy ko? Para pangatawanan ko yung paniniwala ko. Pero that's just my personal take. And nakita ko na a lot of a lot of booming organizations, mostly youth initiatives, marami talaga silang ginagawa. Like, they're, they're also handling their own logistics, nakikipag-connect sila sa mga sa mga communities in the province, kahit mga kasing age lang natin sila or even younger. And with that, they're also handling their own stress at home and in studies, and I'm sure a lot of us can relate. So, why don't we ask Rafa for advice? We understand that handling many of the organization's projects can be really taxing and draining, especially on top of other responsibilities. So Rafa, personally, how have you kept the balance between work and personal life to avoid being overworked or burnt out? I really, really like this question. Though... I, I'm not sure, like, as a psychology student, I, I still kind of feel that I'm not particularly qualified, <laughs> in a way, <laughs> to, to talk about this subject. But I'll do try my best then talaga to avoid myself being overworked and burnt out. I do believe then kasi talaga na when it comes to the things we say talaga, it's like work-life balance talaga. Like, we really have to balance where our responsibilities are and how do we put in our efforts in a way that we are being productive at the same time but also at the same time we are taking care of ourselves and others no 
Um, it's not just ourselves, meansan. Um, with that, no, I think I have three main things, no, that helps me really balance so, like my personal life and work. I think the first one is you really have to weigh out your responsibilities. There's only so much we can do in a day, and one way I can make sure talaga that I don't feel burnt out is that I limit the amount of work that I do. Um, if I know things are being becoming too much for me to handle, I remember I've been read, I've been reading this book, no, um, on meditation, and there was this one anecdote there. Na, um, this guy was was meditating, no, after a really long day, and he meditated on this one instance where he realized, no, it was like ten at night, na, na he was he was still clamoring. Trying to do all of his responsibilities, no. He had this big to-do list kasi. And sabi niya, um, parang he just paused at the middle of the night and just realized, like, why am I trying to clean my car? Like, try to clean my car squeaky clean at 10 at night, no. And it just made me realize na it was, I was doing the exact same thing, na I was trying to cram or, like, fit all of my responsibilities na I felt na I was being overworked and burnt out. Kasi, sometimes, like, there are some responsibilities then na that I try to do that can be done in the next few days naman. And I think it's just a really big part talaga when we try to balance our lives, no? That we think na we could, we could just fit everything in one day. Kasi that, that's a definition of productivity for us. But, like, the reality is, no? There's only so much we can do in a day, and we really have to know where we put our efforts into. And I think for the second point, talaga, I would really want to make is that you have to give yourself permission to relax. Often we really forget now we have to take time for leisure, and we are so caught up with our responsibilities. Now, if you find yourself burnt out, no, remember it's perfectly fine for you to relax. Um, give yourself time to relax. Honestly, like give yourself like. A few hours a day to relax, no? Between work or after work, no? I think it's what we often forget. And lastly, um, and I think this is really, really important, is that we really have to practice self-compassion. I do think na what we often forget is that we have to forgive ourselves when we overwork ourselves or we become burnt out because of the things that we do. Um... I really do think na with our busy lifestyles, no, there's really one thing talaga that we want for ourselves. We really want to succeed, no? We really want to see ourselves um, succeeding in whatever field na we work with. We often blame ourselves and find ourselves responsible for failure, but we must be able to extend this compassion talaga to ourselves when things we do are not enough. That's a good thing. And that's, that's something that we have to realize. Or when we encounter things that we cannot control. Thank you so much, Rafa, for that very personal, well, personal advice. As in, like, medyo natamaan ako doon. So, ngayon, magnonote to self na ako. Papakinggan ko uli yung podcast. And I think hindi lang ako yung dapat makinig uli dito para ma-remind sa atin yung mga sinabi ni Rafa. Especially when it comes to self-compassion. You know, I really love yung na-mention niya yung self-compassion, parang, for me, kung ano yung naintindihan ko doon, na, meron distinguished part yung self-love and self-compassion. 
you know, is another thing that we should practice. And it is true. There are many instances where things are just out of our control. And we just need to learn to accept that and not blame ourselves. I wholeheartedly agree. And I couldn't have said it better myself, Lauren. You know, I'm just going to put this out there. This 2022, everyone listening to this podcast, everyone, every single student in the Polynesian community, we need to stop self-sabotaging. We need to keep, we need to be okay with making mistakes. Like we're really all human and we have to be okay with that. And I believe that just like what Rafa said, everyone needs to realize this. We need to stop blaming ourselves. We need to take failure as another way to learn and to do better in the future. So, yun talaga, yun talaga yung New Year's resolution that should be on everyone's list this year. Bet ko yung meron na naman tayong napulot kay Jana naman. So, kung kay Rafa merong self-compassion, kay Jana naman avoid self-sabotaging. You know, actually, habang nakikinig ako sa mga insights ni Jana, na-realize ko na while we are discussing how we need to practice self-compassion, there is another thought that just came to my mind that I believe we also need to touch on today. Ooh, ano kaya yun, Lauren? You know, we can ask Rafa for his help on this topic as well. It's just that we are living in a society where those who express dissent or criticism tend to get silenced or trivialized. Ooh, that really scratches my brain. You know, I've noticed that as well. I think this has really become a trend recently. The two words that comes to everybody's mind, cancel culture, yan na. Cancel culture has been very rampant and I feel like that's why a lot of people don't want to be open about their opinions and their questions on certain issues that may seem controversial or polarizing. Like even just coming like even just talking about the pandemic or about vaccines, it already annoys a lot of people because it has it has caused so much negative discourse. And I think that's really something that we as a society need to collectively work on. And I'm sure Rafa might be able to give us some more insight, hopefully more eloquently than I did uh, on this topic. And speaking of, why don't we ask someone who is a part of a youth organization like Rafa? So to you, Rafa, why is it important, especially for younger generations, to continue inspiring hope and stepping up to be instruments of change in our country. In my own personal perspective, I believe that the youth now finds itself in a position where we really have greater access to communicate our criticisms and to really enact what we believe is right. We may not realize it, but we have the power to influence mass decisions on the state of our country. Through joining organizations like, I don't know, for example, the Initiative PH, you know, we really do have the capability to change people's lives for the better. Now, the people in power, kasi, they really find ways to restrict our freedom and ability to make change. So, it is our responsibility to be always be informed and to stay vigilant when things, you know, go against our way. I really think that it's important for the younger generations to step up and be instruments of change because we ha- we are in this position right now where we really do have the ability to really change 
and be be that catalyst for a future that we want to see and that's really important you have you know social media you have youth organizations you also have different channels for you to really express yourselves and your opinions and what you believe what the future of the philippines should look like we have that capability now more than ever because of the rising you know improvements in technology and in media i think that a lot of youth has to really recognize that simple yet so very expi- inspiring thank you so much rapa so let's highlight what he said about our power as the youth we may not realize it but we have the power to influence mass decisions on the state of our country honestly i got goosebumps from that, from that because that is 100% true we have the resources to express our thoughts and ideas about current issues and it's also important that we maximize the use of these resources not only to engage in dialogue and discourse but more more importantly to learn because the outcomes of problems right now will definitely affect our future that's right i 110% agree with you but other than be other than knowing how to use our resources i think we should also differentiate the fact that we need to know how to use it responsibly then diba and let us remember as well that we aren't alone in our battles i mean almost every hero we can think of never gets to their goal while working alone there are people who share our convictions and are equally determined to change others' lives for the better just like what many organizations and groups are doing each of us have the potential to be heroes even without fancy powers a necessary heroic quality right now is staying vigilant about the matters we believe in and really utilizing the resources we have now to achieve our goals there are times when we make mistakes and we should take initiative to learn and enrich our perspective about issues we care about issues that can make or break our future and we aren't alone in our battles as rafa said there are organizations and groups that aim to change people's lives for the better too and lauren we're down to the last question na pala we've talked about the youth's role in creating change but it can get extremely difficult in the long run there really are times when we feel like our opinions get drowned out and no one takes us seriously that it's the most practical decision to step back and just watch everything take place. Sige, okay. So mga listeners natin, meron tayong challenge ha. I-share, mag-react kayo, mag-comment kayo, basta spread the word about this podcast pag narinig nyo tong phrase na to. Ang bata mo pa, wala ka pang alam. Or something like that. Sige. Pag narinig nyo na yon, i-share nyo to, mag-interact kayo. Well, I mean, it's sad, but it's true. We haven't experienced the real world. And because of that, we could be called naive about certain things. Oh my gosh. Now, when you mentioned that, Lauren, I felt this like very fiery urge in me. It just like brought me back to all of those family reunions, all of my arguments with my grandmothers and my older relatives about that. Because it's really a problem, you know? And there's really this idea that just because we're young doesn't mean that 
we know anything about society, about the world that we live in. And regardless if someone is a member of the youth or older generation, there's a possibility that they can face discouragement from the people around them for various reasons. Diba? Like, maybe it's not just for us, but for other issues that have, like, arose since we have been more inclined to be socially active because of social media. Now, a lot of them think that the issues we find significant are no big deal or would constantly question the urgency in addressing these things. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. All of these could be a blow to someone's motivation to keep fighting for their ideals and vision of the better future. You know, in a character arc, this is the point where the protagonist would be searching for an answer to their own inner conflict to pick themselves up. With that, we want to know what our guest thinks about this. Rafa, do you have any advice on how individuals, especially the youth, can find and nurture their inner strength while still prioritizing their own well-being when promoting their respective advocacies? I see, no. Lacking support no, um, within members of your old community can be very disheartening. However, if you really strongly believe in your advocacy, one must really not, you know, go with the group think or like go with the flow of their peers. I think I think that's a really important thing to to realize. A lot of things now talaga we are really heavily influenced no. I I know I mentioned earlier na our like, you know the rise of technology no um broadening platforms can be a, for a way for us to expand our reach and knowledge. I do think then na it's a way then for people to easily be swayed by the the opinions of the consensus or the community that you are in um especially with how you know facebook or twitter is designed right now um whatever you believe in yun talaga eh. um it feeds you it throws you into this loop na you are you are trapped in this bubble na you don't realize no what what is going on outside of your perspective and I really do think, no, for everyone who is who is listening right now, na you have to always question, no, things that are going on going on in the status quo. That's really important. Um, I know that it's particularly hard for people then to to really speak out, especially like within your community, talaga na um, they openly criticize what you believe in. I think we really should be vigilant and steadfast with our own beliefs, no? It's a great time then kasi to really, other than the fact, to really evaluate yourself. It's a great time then to be, to be strong about what you believe in. Kasi, really information feeds, no, what, what you know about your beliefs. And it can sometimes be a way for you to really expand, no? How are you are able to to really communicate what you believe in? I mean, you have to ask me, talaga. Um, are your are your beliefs founded upon truth? No, and if it is, no, how can you express this in a way that you're able to really do action for it? That's a really crucial thing, because. Belief is one thing, action is another. Now, 
I just really want to end like this podcast with a quote from Rizal's El Fili, no? Um, I think we've all read the book. Um, it's a really great book, no? Um, during the last chapter, no? Padre Florentino talks to a sick Simon. And he says this line, no? Where are the youth who will consecrate their golden hours, their illusions, and their enthusiasm to the welfare of their native lands? Now, as the members of the youth, we really do have the power to challenge the status quo, to question the beliefs of others, and at the same time, to evaluate our own. It keeps us from really succumbing to, to this idea of groupthink and just going with the flow of what people accept right now. If you see a flaw in the system, if you see the thing, some things that really need to change, I think it's really time for you to speak up about it. Thank you so much, Rafa. That was such a great response, and it emphasizes another point in taking care of ourselves when fulfilling our goals of helping others. Remaining steadfast in one's beliefs and ideas also comes with the responsibility of regularly assessing them as well. So instead of going with the status quo, we must take the time to question if it really aligns with one's values. So to everyone listening, remember, you must recognize your social and moral responsibilities as first-hand witnesses of the issues that you face and are passionate about. No one can ever undermine your opinions and what you're passionate about when you want to make a positive change. But beyond recognizing our responsibilities, our own opinion on what is currently going on right now, you know, I'll just reiterate what he said na belief is one thing and action is another. And to also to, to also substantiate what I want to say, yung sinasabi niya about trying to not really be be swayed by the group think, by the group thinking. You know, I'll just quote my mother. Wow, pinote yung nanay ko. Baka dito makapasa sa ano sa APA citation M. Pero yung meron siya sinabi na patuloy mo lang yung ginagawa mo hanggat wala kang naapakang tao. Which means na pag tama yung ginagawa mo, just keep on doing that. Diba? Pa- parang yung sinabi ni Rafa eh. In a way, parang synonymous to in a sense. Sinabi niya, as long as it is anchored on the truth. And with truth, mostly the the right thing branches out. And kung alam mong tama yung paninindigan mo, kung alam mo yung tama yung paniniwala mo, kahit anong sabihin ng tao, I would like everyone to remember this, you know, like to my fellow youth, to everyone listening, na medyo frustrated pa sa kung ano yung purpose nila, sa kung ano yung dapat nilang gawin to, ayun nga, to change the status quo, to challenge the status quo, as long as alam mong tama yung ginagawa mo, don't be afraid as to what other people would say. Kasi it's the truth eh. Why would you be afraid to to be on the side of the truth? Bakit ka matatakot? Bakit ka matatreten sa mga sinasabi ng iba pag hinahamon nila yung katotohanan? So always anchor yourself sa kung ano yung totoo. And katulad nga yung very yung circulating answer with regards to social media, let us also use that source to further expound on the truth 
and to also lay the foundation of our beliefs and our ideals. And now I guess the question posed to all of us now as we end is, we're given the power to challenge the, the status quo. How are we going to use it? Wow, Lauren. Para sa Miss Universe ata yan. My gosh. I, I already hear Steve Harvey who's really clapping for you right now. I look forward to seeing you in a Miss Universe pageant soon. But, you know, we hope our listeners have learned a lot from this episode. We've highlighted that each of us do have the potential to be a hero in our society today, even without powers, fancy technology, or a cape. What's most important right now is we're informed about what's happening around us. We recognize that there are ways to implement change for the better in our society. And we stand firm in upholding our values. At the same time, we must practice self-compassion and take care of our own well-being and our own battles to fight for the future that we envision. To quote MJ from Into the Spider-Verse, we all have powers of one kind or another, but in our own way, we are all Spider-Man, and we're all counting on you. Uy, Lauren, spoiler much? Sounds like a personal problem to me, Jana. Alright, that's all for today, I guess. Again, we're your hosts. I'm Lauren. And I am Jana. Thank you so much for listening to Hyperfocus, Spectrum 2022's official podcast series. Thank you and see you next time. Fade's